Welcome to the UK Virtual School Podcast, a podcast for parents, home educating families, and those looking for an alternative to the current education system. I'm Sid, the founder of UK's first online school that does things differently. We dare to be different. We dare to question the notion of our current education system. Join us as we create a movement to disrupt education and seek to create one which is innovative, inclusive and fulfilling for the children who will become the leaders and change makers of tomorrow. Join us and become part of the conversation. Welcome to another episode of the UK Virtual School podcast. How we cater for SEN kids a parent and teacher's insight into UK Virtual School. So one of our key values at UK Virtual School is inclusion and diversity. And this is one of the things that we've been working on really closely with parents and with teachers to ensure that all our kids feel valued and feel part of the community and family. So today I'm going to be interviewing Ant. Ant is a teacher and a parent of UK Virtual School and he's going to be sharing with us his journey of his son who joined UK Virtual School last year and he's also our physics teacher so he'll be telling us a little bit about his experience of UK Virtual School as a teacher as well. So Ant, tell us a little bit about your history and how you came into teaching and how long you've been teaching and and all of the juicy stuff about teaching. (laughs) Well, I started teaching about 30 years ago, went straight from university, I had a a small stint in industry, and then I went straight into teaching with no teacher training at all. Um, That was in a technical college at the time, and I was delivering A-level maths and physics, as well as GCSE physics. Over time, I've developed my skills, worked in different areas, and eventually I found that I was doing nearly all maths. So a couple of years ago, I decided I wanted to go back to physics. I retrained as a secondary physics teacher, did a skit year school-centred initial teacher training, and then started working in a school. Um, One of the problems for me was you don't become a physics teacher in a school, you become a science teacher. Mm. And... So I was teaching physics and chemistry and biology, which which was interesting and challenging, but I really just wanted to focus on the maths and the physics. When I got the opportunity to work for UK Virtual School, that gave me the chance to just focus on my specialism, which is what I really love and, and what I think I can be most enthusiastic about. You were one of our first teachers that we hired so you were like and you've been you're the longest standing teacher at UK virtual school currently so what was it that initially attracted you because when you joined we didn't have anything we didn't have a brand we didn't have anything (laughs) It, it was it was nothing it was just an idea at that point right so what was it that attracted you to this idea when it was still literally a baby we hadn't developed anything at that point it was just an idea but the good thing about ideas is they can grow to be a whole load of different things, can't they? And mm-hmm. they can grow in whichever direction is is best. So there weren't any preconceived structures that we had to fit into or anything like that. We, we could respond uh, as we saw the need. So that was exciting. It was, a, it was something new that I'd never done before. 
Um, I'd never really done online learning. And then online re- learning just became everything, didn't it? It did, yeah. So, so this was really my first chance to engage in proper classroom online learning. And it's really equipped me to do the rest of everything I did last year. Um, and I, and I, I'd like to think now I'm in, in a better position to help students wherever I'm working. And you've seen the company grow over the last 12, 13 months. And how has that been for you? Because you, you're only working with UK Virtual School once a week because you're still a teacher in a, in, a, in a college. It's not a school, right? It's a college. I ended up leaving the school and going back to college where I, the school, unfortunately, didn't have a sixth form. Mm. And going back to college has allowed me to do A-level maths as well, which is something I really enjoy. And um, that would be a nice direction for UK Virtual School to go into in the future. Well, I never say never, right? (laughs) (laughs) The way it's developed has been absolutely phenomenal because it really did just start off as a little kernel of a thing. And now it's properly blossomed and grown into this thing that covers a whole range of years a whole a full range of topics and subjects and and this year I think it's getting even better isn't it yeah where where we're going to start looking at a wider curriculum to really develop people uh, as humans not just academic subjects and you're a big fan of our values because it's something that you've brought up in the staff meetings again and again. You're like, oh, these values are great. It's like no one's doing this right now. So what is it about those four core values of growth mindset, curiosity, innovation and diversity and inclusion that really kind of make you feel that this school stands apart from others? Every college or education provider I've worked with has had core values and mission statements i don't think i've ever seen core values quite like this that idea of growth mindset being something that is one of our core values i think is unique i've I've never seen that in any other statement from any other education provider And, and obviously all providers want to include those sorts of values but it's never been so explicitly part of what we are about you know that idea of using curiosity as as a core value um all schools and colleges should be incorporating diversity and equality and those sort of values but to see them so fundamentally placed as this is what we're about i I think is really special do you feel that as you've seen the school progress and blossom, do you feel that they are being incorporated? I know we've got loads of work still to do, but can you see them being implemented on a day-to-day basis, both from the staff body and also from the student perspective? Do you see them in a day-to-day setting uh, when you're teaching at UK Virtual School? I think so. We do have a curriculum to cover like everybody else. But for some reason, we just seem to have the time to develop these things a little bit more than when you're in a classroom with 30 students and a lot of the the time spent is managing the students. Yeah. Whereas the nature of what we do is we can be very focused on, on the curriculum, 
but we just have that little bit more flexibility to expand on these other really important life skills and qualities. Tell us a little bit about your son because he joined UK Virtual School shortly after you did and he joined year seven and he's got special educational needs and how do you feel that it's worked for him because I know you were quite hesitant at the beginning online school was new to you as a teacher and it was definitely going to be new to your kids as well so how do you do you want to tell us a little bit about him and how you feel like he has taken on to online schooling Monty was diagnosed as being on the autistic spectrum uh, a couple of years ago but that was actually incredibly difficult just to get the diagnosis in the first place yeah and then when we did get the diagnosis, it was very much <laughs> like, here's your diagnosis, go and enjoy your life. There, w- there was no real follow-up to it. Now, the problems that Monty had in school, he struggled. If he felt that he got something wrong, um, he would just completely close in on himself. And he struggled when other people were not doing what they should be doing. And, and you can imagine in a, in a big classroom, in a normal school, there's obviously, obviously a lot of people are not doing what they should be doing at various points in time. And he really struggled with that. And we would go and pick him up from school. And, and when I say he struggled, he would, I don't know, we'd describe it as a meltdown. He, he would um, become non-communicative. He didn't want anything to do with anybody. Sometimes it got to the point where he would take his shoes off and throw them at people because he just couldn't In cope. school? Yeah. Oh, wow. So we, we were going to pick him up from school and it got to the point where every day the teachers were saying, right, can we just have a word? And we felt bad um, because we knew that Monty was having a negative impact on the learning of other children, which wasn't fair. But at the same time, he wasn't really learning and enjoying learning uh, and learning should be enjoyable shouldn't it definitely yeah definitely the big transition was going to take place from primary to secondary and we really felt he would struggle with that and so we asked if he could go into UK virtual school and he did and I was a little bit worried because he's very nervous about communicating with other people that he didn't know Mm. he's he's very quiet and reserved but actually um because of the small group nature of uk virtual school and like i said the teachers have that little bit more time to develop those relationships with students he was able to come out of his shell and i think he did some fantastic work I think maybe a lot of homeschoolers would agree with me in that homeschool allows you to to do stuff beyond the curriculum. And a lot of homeschoolers we know do a lot of really interesting stuff. I mean, in the past, our children have been uh, catching crayfish and visiting industrial manufacturing places and, and they'd go on all sorts of trips. But actually, if you've got a child who doesn't like to communicate as part of a group, those kinds of things were quite difficult for him anyway. But the other thing I think with homeschooling is you do worry 
whether you are covering the curriculum sufficiently because you don't want all your time to be about making them sit down and work from books but at the same time you want to make sure that they're getting enough curriculum based stuff that will allow them to progress in the future and what UK virtual schools provision did for us is it it made sure that we knew he was getting those five core subjects delivered by professionals in those subjects who had the time to work with Monty in a way that would suit him but also make sure he was getting the essentials that he needed for future development on the other days then we could do the other stuff with him so it was a beautiful balance of the academic curriculum based learning with the flexibility that you get from homeschooling this is a recurring theme that i've heard from parents where it it kind of helps them breathe a little they don't have yeah. to worry so much because i know home education doesn't have to be about covering the curriculum but then the worry is that eventually we want them to sit exams, we want them to do GCSEs, we want them to have the opportunity of going to uni and all of those things that, that kids, that school kids will do. And we also want to have the opportunity for them to go back and uh, to school if they want to, right? And so having that curriculum, the basic curriculum in place, it becomes a really important part of home education for many families then. And one thing that kind of stood out for me also was very early on, we did a couple of sessions. Um, Ashley, who was the teacher, English teacher at the time, did a couple of live streams where they were doing court cases and all sorts of things. And Monty took part in that and he Mm. played a really prominent part in all of those. And you were surprised that he actually took part and participated. I was absolutely astonished. I guess I underestimated him. Mm. (laughs) because as a parent you worry about pushing too hard and and you're conscious of how they feel all the time but actually having that external professional who could just draw them out a little bit at a time meant that he was able to do something beyond what I thought he would cope with yeah it was it surprised me but it was it delighted me and did you see that some of that positive effect um, that he was developing at UK Virtual School was also affecting him outside of UK Virtual School? Was he a little bit more in like social circles? Was he taking part a little bit more or was he still the same Monty off UK Virtual School? Ultimately, he is still Monty yeah. with, with Monty's characteristics and traits. But he did develop a lot over that year. He became more confident in expressing his opinion, knowing that it would be valued. But he also developed the skills he needed to be confident in expressing that opinion. So, for example, those things that he did that involved speech, he had to do the work to underpin that. And he had to do the research and the preparation that gave him the confidence to then be able to do that. And we we found now that... If he does prepare well and he knows what he's talking about, then then he can actually do it. But that's something he couldn't do a year ago. As a parent and as a teacher, how do you find that balance? Because there might be some listeners here who are also educators and they home educate or they've got school kids. And sometimes when you are a teacher, you find it difficult to switch off from teacher mode. 
how do you find it as a as a teacher and a, and a parent to to take that step back sometimes and and to be when do you know when to be a parent when do you know when to be a teacher essentially is what <laughs> I'm asking um yeah that is a tricky one because actually Monty was in my class for physics yeah. and and I had to treat him exactly the same as the other students in the class but like I said because we have that smaller groups and that little bit more time to deal with the students as individuals I found that it wasn't just Monty who had his own quirks and characteristics the other kids in the class did and, and so be, you know the kids really well and you work to their strengths and their individual personalities as a teacher I have absolute respect for other teachers and so I trusted their judgment a hundred percent as well and that was rewarded because like I said they did an absolutely fantastic job with him in all his other subjects. In terms of um, home education for you is that something that you're going to be doing on a long-term basis or is Monty, Monty's going back to school now right? Yeah and that's what he feels he's ready for right Mm. now. Uh, he He went in for one day at the very end of last year and he liked that and I was happy to support that because I feel this year that he's had with UK Virtual School has has helped get him ready for that. Yeah. I think it's given him the confidence and the strength of character to be able to go in and cope with other stuff. However, if in the future it didn't work out for him, I would not I would not hesitate to return him to UK Virtual School because I know the support and education and training he'll get from them will be first class. So as a teacher at UK Virtual School now, um, putting on your teacher hat for a second, um, we've got quite a few kids that have got special educational needs and all have got their own quirks and personalities and have their unique approach to learning. How do you find it in terms of catering for those how is that for you and how does that differ from a class of 30 that you've taught in previously (laughs) yeah well being able to differentiate properly with a group of 30 students is just a massive ask and i'm not sure anybody can achieve that a hundred percent some teachers are absolutely brilliant at doing that sometimes um you find yourself in a class when you don't even know what the needs are yeah. of individual students and and they only become apparent with time one of the things that's really good about uk virtual school is that there's this period where you negotiate with the parents and understand the children's needs so for example we're not bound in the same way as schools are, of putting students into a particular year group. So we had students last year who were not being stretched enough in their own age group and they actually got moved up a year. Well, that just doesn't happen in a school, does it? Mm. They might get moved into a higher set or if they're struggling, they might end up in a lower set, but they, they never actually moved to a completely different year. That's just pretty much unheard of um so as a teacher what i find is when you've spoken to the parents 
you have a, a really good picture of what the child's specific needs are. And before I start teaching them, I know what those are. So so right from the offset, I can, I can start working with the child in a way that I know is going to work best for them. And, and because there's only a small number of students, that it's much easier to differentiate and, and give them the level of work that that they need and the support they need and and interact with them in the way that's best for them. And I think one thing that has has been fed back to me time and time again about your teaching and is how amazingly patient and <laughs> kind you are and how you've always got a smile on your face. And I think that's the kind of personality that, that we want. Those are the kind of personalities we want in our teachers. And you must be a fantastic parent as well to have that level of patience. Because I've seen you teach, I've observed your lessons, and I've also heard lots of feedback from both kids and from parents. And it's always the same, it's very consistent. You've been consistently amazing with each and every one of them. And that's the kind of teachers we need. And if I could replicate you, I'd replicate you and have you like across all the year groups <laughs> because you are amazing. It's amazing what you do with them. And the, the feedback has always been awesome. And even Gabriella mentioned this in episode number four, where she talked about um, the amazing teacher that her daughter has for physics. And I, and I think it's lovely that they have such an amazing relationship with you and with other teachers that they're willing to put the work in. Because in a school environment, when there's 30 kids, to develop that level of respect and to have that level of patience, it's difficult. Um, But I remember speaking to a parent, and this hasn't been on a podcast, this was just a a conversation last year. And she was on the one-way stream. So not even in a live interactive session. And she said that her daughter feels like she has to do the homework because she doesn't want to disappoint her physics teacher. And Hmm. you won't even know whether she's done it or not because we don't do any marking and we don't get any submissions in. But she wants to just please you without that interaction even. And it's that relationship that you've developed just even over camera without even knowing those kids, which I think is so amazing. And for someone that has never been working on online before, um, I think the progress that you've made over the year is also amazing. And you've grown as a teacher. And I keep using the word amazing. Uh, you've grown as a teacher and, and, and um, you've done you've put smiles on so many kids faces as well. And it's a it's a it's a feedback that we get time and time again. So I thought I'd just relay that back to you. So it's they do appreciate you. Anne. And I think it, it's amazing. um the relationships you've developed with the one-way stream kids as well. That's lovely to hear. I think that the children will probably say that about many of the teachers at UK Virtual School because as a parent, I've wandered into lessons with other teachers like the English teacher and the maths teacher and I see that same genuine interest and um, kindness, I guess, Mm. And and enthusiasm in every lesson I've walked into, so um, I'll I'll take that pat on the back, <laughs> but um, I don't think I'm unique in in the school. I think you're right. I think I think every single teacher. Well, we're very lucky that we've got amazing teachers across the board. Like we're very lucky. I think being an online school means that we have got 
the pick of the best teachers. We can uh, keep looking and there'll be someone around the world wherever they're based. And it's amazing that your colleagues, especially at secondary level, you're the only one that's based in the UK. One of them's in Greece and one of them's in Portugal and the other one's living in a van. And it's amazing that we've connected in this, this way and yet we've never met each other. It's that uniqueness and that global perspective that we have at UK Virtual School that you wouldn't find in a brick and mortar school. How do you find the three-week structure works? Because that's very different from any school that you've taught in. In the UK, we don't have, we've got long terms of six, seven weeks at a time before we have a break. How does that work for you as a teacher and then also as a parent? Uh, as a teacher, it's fantastic. Um, because um, it just gives you that week to regather your thoughts, reevaluate where you are and look at the best way to move forward going into the to the next three week slot and I, and I tell you what I find fascinating about that is that we still cover what we need to cover so easily yeah. in that in that time because the time is used really well I take my hat off to school teachers because what they do with their groups is bordering on miraculous they they are superb people and uh, don't get enough praise and our job is relatively easier i think but i do find it amazing we can cover so much in that three three weeks move the children forward and still have time to to look at those what you might call softer skills as well uh, that make them into a, a rounded person at, at the end of the process but it's a it's a great rest now as a parent it just means we have to think of something to do with Monty every four weeks <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that is actually a measure of flexibility that allows you to do a load of different stuff mm. you know a whole day where you can or, or a whole week in some cases for me it was just a day because I, I do something else Monday to Thursday yeah but um, to have that flexibility to be able to do something else on on that fourth week was was actually really good. Some weeks we didn't utilise the time as well as others, but you know that's because we're human. <laughs> um, but other times we we could do uh, get stuff done that's really beneficial for him, and just a, a change from the normal curriculum. And some much needed time away from the screen as well. I think it can it can get very tiring to be in front of a screen for long lengths of time and especially if it gets beyond three weeks. And it kind of gave that little bit of breather to go and see some green spaces, to take mm-hmm. a walk, to actually do things that were away from the screen. And um, I can't remember how... I know it was tiring, but I, I don't know how teachers and, and yourself, how you do seven weeks at a time before you have a break and and that's probably why we get so much done because we're not tired when we're teaching online Mm. it's because we've got that break after three weeks well if you're teaching in a classroom and you're doing a seven week stint that's a long time to be teaching without a break yeah absolutely you see the number of teachers who were ill during that first week of the christmas holidays it uh, happens every year right yeah because they just forcing themselves to keep going and keep going and keep going until that uh, Christmas break and uh, then they just 
the body just says, right, that's it now, I'm going to be poorly for a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I remember I used to get so ill um, at the end of every term, every single holiday and every term, there'd be a couple of days where you'd be feeling like, oh, just the re- recovering. And then you don't get a holiday because you spend all that time recovering. It's true. How have you found the COVID year in terms of, because you've been teaching online for most of the time when we've had lockdowns, not just for us, but also for your for your college. How was that for you? Was that extremely tiring? Because you did really long days. Yeah, it it really is. But the the nature of the the teaching I did, the college were, were actually quite understanding. They split us into three hour blocks, and that first hour block was the interactive class teaching activities. And then the second two hours was just giving them work to do that they could then contact you and say, you know, Aunt, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? And it was more like one-to-one tuition for the second two hours. I think there's no doubt that a full hour or in some cases two hours of online teaching can be harder than the same period in a classroom. Yeah. Because it's uh, intensive, right? It's very intensive. Yeah, it really is. It was a tiring year. There's no doubt about it. But at the time, at the same time, there were advantages to it. I developed some skills. Uh, I used some more tools to enable an interactive lesson to take place. So I learned about some different teaching tools. And I think I've developed my skills over this year, not just at UK Virtual School, but in my other job as well, mm. that that I think will be useful even going forwards and back into classroom teaching. As teachers, we're always constantly learning as well. And this is what I like about those staff meetings where we have where I ask you to bring in things to share with each other and we always kind of go, oh, that sounds good. I might try implementing that technique in. And it's really important that we we're never static, that we're constantly learning and evolving. And just like our fingerprints are all unique, each and every child we ever meet is going to be unique. And in order to kind of keep up with that and to understand them, we need to continue to add tools and strategies to our uh, teaching style as well. So is there anything in particular that you've developed over the last year where you go, this has made a significant difference to the way that you deliver? <laughs> the simplest thing and the biggest difference for me was getting a graphics tablet. That changed my world. Because <laughs> to be able to do maths... Um, online without being able to write was actually very very hard I know a lot of other teachers use cameras so they can take a picture of their real writing on a page Uh, not so ideal for me because I I prefer the the structured approach of of slides but that that was probably the biggest difference but there are some interactive whiteboard apps that I found absolutely superb so the ability for students to be able to write on their own virtual whiteboard and me to be able to see what they were writing as they're doing it 
that was a, a particularly useful tool. Hannah was talking about this, not in her podcast, but she mentioned it to me after and she goes, oh, I love that. Like, it's great that I can see what they're doing and where they're making mistakes. And it gives the ability to you ha- to, to have that one-to-one with them and kind of guide them through, even though you're in a group environment. And, and it's equivalent to like walking around in a class and looking over a kid's shoulder and seeing what they're doing. Mm. You know, you're getting an insight into how they're thinking. And I think that's really important. How do you find the no marking for homework? Has that been a challenging task? Because you've been in teaching for such a long time and it's always been a part of teaching in a traditional classroom. How have you found that at UK Virtual School? Because we don't do any official marking. No, um, I did find that quite <clears throat> difficult initially because right i say it's difficult it's not it's actually the easiest thing isn't it to not to not do it is is physically easier but you do sometimes want that feedback and actually every now and then i will still set homework that they submit to me because i just want to see what they're doing and how they are doing it yeah and it and it's quite useful to just every now and again now and again get that little bit of feedback to say actually they didn't quite get that and I need to have another look at that but overall it is nice because we do spend time going through the homework even though I'm not marking it laboriously I think most teachers would say that marking books is phenomenally tedious in that you end up writing the same things a lot of times. And a lot of teachers have have got wise to this and they just give whole class feedback because they find that, generally speaking, if something hasn't gone in, it hasn't gone in with most of the class. And so when we go through the homework at the start of a lesson, that's usually sufficient for me to find out what's gone in and what what hasn't. But like I said, occasionally I do cheat and every few weeks I set them something that I ask them to send to me. It, it depends what it is, because I know we talk about um, getting verbal feedback and understanding how they conceptually have understood a, a topic. But with something like physics and maths, it's useful to sometimes see they're working out, whether they're setting it out correctly, whether they've used the formula in the right way, um, because they might have just got the right answer by fluke and and uh, completely by accident. So I completely support the fact that you kind of take that feedback because it's still feedback. You're not officially marking it as such. You're still, but you're getting the the insight uh, before the class so then you can can come in in class and be able to give that feedback to them collectively as a group because there's always going to be things that they're all getting wrong or there's always going to be and maybe one or if one child has got something wrong you can make sure and when you're doing a similar question just make sure you go and touch on them to make sure that they've understood it this time i think at uk virtual school because the classes are so small the homework has a different focus to play in that because it becomes part of the learning rather than just an add-on task to get them to do at at home to fill some time because it's part of their learning process it's interesting how different teachers and and this is what I like about UK virtual school each and every teacher has utilized the the way that we do things here slightly differently like the way that everyone teaches is different some people use second cameras like you said some people prefer powerpoints other people prefer whiteboards other people prefer just doing it on a word document and sharing that and 
and that's not something that I ever want to change. I want teachers to have that flexibility because if they are doing things that work for them, that's the best way that they'll be able to teach and deliver because it's it's how they do things best. And and then that it does mean that there's no uniform uniformity across the way that we teach and deliver. But it also then supports our core value of being inclusive and diverse. We've got the diversity in our teaching styles as well, which I think is really nice. Thank you so much, Anne. I think it's always lovely to touch base with teachers and parents, but you've got this unique stance because you're a bit of both. You wear the hat of a teacher and a parent. Um, and you're, you've also been the longest teacher at UK Virtual School. So then you bring in a different perspective of seeing how the, how, how the school has evolved over the year. Um, So thank you so much for all the hard work that you do. And um, I'm sure the kids who are going to be having you for physics next year are going to be excited to to have you as a teacher. And I wish Monty all the best for the future as well. And he always knows that we're here if he needs to come back. Hand on heart, I can say it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening into the UK Virtual School podcast. We hope you took value from this podcast. And if you did, please remember to like and to subscribe and to share what you've learned with other families. Now, if you want to find out about UK Virtual School, go to ukvirtualschool.co.uk or you can join our page or Facebook group, UK Virtual School. We hope that your home education journey is an exciting one. And if you're right at the beginning of starting out, do reach out to us and ask us for some support. I'm Sid, you've been listening into the UK Virtual School podcast and I'll see you next time.